Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorandum Avram Goldai and today Maseches Chagiga Daf Yodches the second parak in Dorshim. The Zichud Maseches Chagiga program has been generously sponsored by Yenishmas Avram Ber Ben Asher and Yenishmas Tamar Bas Chaim. And then the Shamas have an Aliyah. So the Tidabs we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings up Bryce regarding the source for the prohibition of doing Malacha on Cholamod. According to Rabbi Yoshia, when the Pasik states, as Chagam Matzos Tishmar Shiva's Yamim, you shall guard the Chagam Matzos for seven days, This teaches that it's forbidden to do Malacha on Cholamod. Rashi explains that the word Tishmar, you shall guard, is a warning not to do Malacha. But Yonasan says that the Pasik's not needed for it can be derived from a Kavachomer. If the first and seventh days of Pesach, where there's no Kedusha before or after them, but they're nonetheless prohibited from doing then the days of Cholomod, where there is a Kedusha before and after them, is it not logical that they are subject to the prohibition of doing Malacha? After the Bryce attempts to challenge Rabbi Yonason's Kavachomer, but as unsuccessful, the Gemara brings three more sources for the prohibition of doing malacha on Cholomoed. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, We wash our hands for Chulun, Meister Sheni, and Truma. Rashi says it's sufficient to use a kli that has a review of water. The Mishnah continues, But for Kodesh, we immerse our hands in a mikvah. Rashi explains that to eat from a Shlamim or for Kohanim, to eat from a Chatzas or Asha, Rabban made an extra stringency and required immersing the hands in a mikvah of what he saw, even if they did not come in contact with Tuma. The mission continues, And in regard to handling mechatas, which is the water mixed with the ashes of the paraduma, if one's hands became tame, that his entire body is considered tame, and he must immerse his entire body. Rush explains that this is referring to uh, the rabbanan tuma, which makes the hands tame, but not the body, such as a rishon or a sefer of tanakh. And pointing with you, the Gemara questions whether Huan and Meister Shani require handwashing based on a mission of Bikurim, which states, the Meister Shane does not require it, which implies, all the more so, that Chuan doesn't need it. After addressing the contradiction regarding Meister Shane by saying that the Mishnah Bikurim is Rabbi Mir, who does not require hand-washing for Meister Shane, and our Mishnah is the Chamin that do with regard to Chuan, it concludes that there is also no contradiction. Kan Bachil de Nahama, here in our Mishnah, that requires hand-washing, it's the one with the eating of bread, Kan Bachil de Peri, whereas here, in the Mishnah Bikurim, it's discussing the eating of other products. For Nachman said, one who washes his hands for eating a food other than bread is from the arrogant. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a bright regarding the source for the prohibition of doing malacha on Cholomot. According to Rabbi Yoshia, when the Pasik states, as Chagam Matzos teach Shiva's Yamim, you shall guard the Chagam Matzos for seven days, this teaches that it's forbidden to do malacha on Cholomot. Rashi explains that the word Tishmor, you shall guard, is a warning not to do malacha. Rabbi Yonasan says that the Pasik is not needed for it can be derived from a Kavachomer. If the first and seventh days of Pesach, where there's no Kedusha before or after them, but they're nonetheless prohibited from doing Malacha, then the days of Cholomod, where there is a Kedusha before and after them, is it not logical that they are subject to the prohibition of doing Malacha? After the Bryce attempts to challenge Rabbi Yonason's Kavachomer, but as unsuccessful, the Gemara brings three more sources for the prohibition of doing malacha on Cholomod. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, We wash our hands for Chulon, Meister Shani, and Truma. Rashi says it's sufficient to use a kli that has a review of water. The Mishnah continues, But for Kodesh, we immerse our hands in a mikvah. Rashi explains that to eat from a Shlamim or for Kohanim, to eat from a Chatzas or Asha, Rabban made an extra stringency and required immersing the hands in a mikvah of what he saw, even if they did not come in contact with Tuma. 
The mission continues, And in regard to handling mechatas, which is the water mixed with the ashes of the paraduma, if one's hands became tame, that his entire body is considered tame, and he must immerse his entire body. Rush explains that this is referring to the rabbanim tuma, which makes the hands tame, but not the body, such as a rishon or a sefer of Tanakh. And pointing with you, the Gemara questions whether Huan and Maishashani require handwashing based on a mission of Bikurim, which states that Maishashani does not require it, which implies, all the more so, that Huan doesn't need it. After addressing the contradiction regarding Maishashani by stating that the mission of Bikurim is Rabbi Mir, who does not require handwashing for Maishashani, and our Mishnah is the Chamin that do with regard to Huan, it concludes that there is also no contradiction. Kan Bachil de Nahama, here in our Mishnah, that requires handwashing, it's the one with the eating of bread, Kan Bachil de Peri, whereas here, in the Mishnah Bikurim, it's discussing the eating of other products. For Nachman said, One who washes his hands for eating a food other than bread is from the arrogant. All right, so now we go to our Simber Dav Yudches, and our standard simon is a chuppah, because Ben Yudches, well, chuppah, someone who's 18, should go to chuppahs. Here goes. The chuppah designer, who wasn't permitted to do malacha on Choa Moed, finally fashioned her dream chuppah equipped with washing stations for people to eat chuan Meisra and Truma and embroidered with the message, washing required for chulun bread, not fruit. Once again, it's a motion. The chuppah designer, chuppah, that must warrant up, yod ches. The chuppah designer, who wasn't permitted to do malacha on choa moed, which reminds us, the more brings a bright regarding the source for the prohibition of doing malacha on choa moed, according to Rabbi Oshia, when the Pasuk states, as chagamasus tishmor, she was yamim, shall guard the chagamasus for seven days, it teaches that it's forbidden to do malacha on Chomod, for Russia explains that the word Tishmar, you shall guard, is a warning not to do malacha. Rabbi Yonason says that the Pasuk is not needed for it can be derived from a Kalfa Chomer. If Yom Rishon and Shvi'a Pesach, where there's no Kedusha before or after them, are nonetheless prohibited from doing malacha, then the days of Chomod, where there's Kedusha before and after them, Kalfa Chomer, they are subject to the prohibition of doing malacha. So, the Chuppah designer, who wasn't permitted to do malacha on Chomod, finally fashioned her dream chuppah equipped with washing stations for people to eat chuan, meiser, and trumo, which reminds us the next mission states, We wash our hands for chuan, meiser, sheni, and trumo. And the mission continues, well, Kodesh mat biling, but for Kodesh we immerse our hands in a mikvah. Rashi explains that to eat from a shlamim or for cotton to eat from a chatas or ashim, the rabban made an extra chumra and required immersing the hands in a mikvah of 40 saw, even if they did not come in contact with tumah. And in regard to handling mechatas, if one's hands became tame, then his entire body is considered tame, and he must immerse his entire body. But she explains that this is referring to a derabanan tumor, which makes the hands tame, but not the body, such as a rishon or a sefer of Tanakh. So, the chuppah designer, who wasn't permitted to do malacha on Moed, finally fashioned a dream chuppah equipped with washing stations for people to eat chuan, meiser, and truma, and embroidered with a message, washing required for chuan bread, not fruit. Which reminds us that more questions whether Huan and Maishashen require handwashing based on a mission Bikurim, which states that Maishashen does not require it, which implies all the more so that Huan doesn't require it. After addressing the contradiction regarding Maishashen with regard to Huan, it concludes that there is also no contradiction. Here in our mission it requires handwashing and same with the eating of bread. Whereas here in the mission Bikurim, it's discussing the eating of other products. For if Nachman said, one who washes his hands for eating of food other than bread is from the arrogant. So once again, the chuppah designer who wasn't permitted to do malacha on Choa Moed finally fashioned her dream chuppah equipped with washing stations for people to eat chuan, meiser, and truma and embroidered with the message, washing required for chuan bread, not fruit. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Hazara.
Daf Yadal. So the symbol Daf Yadal is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler dropped all of his balls in awe when he noticed four men wearing hundreds of Sadar and Mishnayas, which reminds us that Yeshai pronounced 18 different curses upon Kal Yisrael, which Rashi explains means that he prophesied 18 tragedies that would befall them. And the Gemara brings a puzzle that lists all those that will be removed from Yerushalayim and Yehuda, the first two being the Mashin Umashena, the support and the staff. Mashin Elubali Mikra, support refers to masters of Chumash, Mashena Elubali Mishnah, staff refers to masters of Mishnah, like Rabbi ben Tema and his associates, but Papa and the Rabban disagreed on their level of mastery. One said they had mastered 600 Sidre Mishnah, and one said they had mastered 700 Sidre Mishnah, which Rashi explains existed in their days. So the juggler dropped all of his balls in awe when he noticed four men running hundreds of Siddharim and Mishnayas, surrounded by singing trees on fire, which reminds us the Gemara brings a description of Elizabeth and Arach demonstrating to Mayokam and Zakai that he was fit to be taught by Smakaba when he darshan and became surrounded by trees on fire that were singing Shira, and then it recounts Rabbi Yochanan's reaction. So the juggler dropped all of his balls in awe when he noticed four men running hundreds of Siddharim and Mishnayas, surrounded by singing trees on fire and ascending into a pardes in the heavens, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, Arba Nichnusuba Pardes. There were four who entered the pardes, which Rashi explains means that they mentioned the divine name and ascended to Shemayim. They were Ben Azad, Ben Zoma, Achir, and Mikiva. Ben Azai hates his mace. Ben Azai glanced towards the divine presence and he died. Ben Zoma hates his Nifka. Ben Zoma glanced and became mentally unstable. Acher kitzes benatias. Acher chopped down saplings in the pardes and became evil. Rabbi Kiva yatsbasham. Rabbi Kiva emerged in peace. Daf tesvav. So the similar daf tesvav is related to tubishvat, and we use a fruit bowl. So here goes. The wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl. Fruit bowl. That must be more on daf tesvav too. Tubishvat. The wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that what caused the Akhir to lead a life of sin was seeing a malch sitting in Shemaim, which led him to think that there are two authorities in Shemaim, and that he demonstrated to Ahalat that he was no longer the great Alisha ben Abuya by pulling out radishes on Shabbos. So the wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children, reciting psukim to him, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce that there was an incident with Acher, who was riding on a horse on Shabbos, and Rav Mir was walking behind them to learn Torah from him. Rav Mir attempted to get Acher to do tshuva by taking him to many shuls, but each time Acher asked the child to recite the Pusik he was learning, and the Pusik sent the message that Acher's tshuva would not be accepted. So, the wayward sage who pulled out radishes on Shabbos and put them in his fruit bowl, while getting annoyed by children, reciting psukim to him, was constantly followed by a disciple who would eat the edible parts of dates and throw the pits into his bowl. Which reminds the Gemara asked how Rebbe was permitted to learn Torah from Acher, when one should only learn from a Rebbe who is like a Malch Hashem, and answers that Rebbe had different psukim that taught the opposite. The Gemara concludes that while lesser people should only learn from a Rebbe who is like a Malach, Rimer was so great that he could learn the valuable things from Acher and discard the rest, similar to eating the outside of a date and throwing out the pit. Dav Tezain, so the similar Dav Tezain is toes. So here goes. The large-toed acrobat, large-toed acrobat, that must be learned Dav Tezain, toes. The large-toed acrobat who did a demon stunt where he would fly like an angel while eating like a human, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, she should varm nemru b'shem. There are six characteristics that were said regarding demons. Three are like Malchai Asharis and three are like human beings. They're like Malchai Asharis in that they have wings, they fly from one end of the world to the other, and they know what will happen in the future, which means they hear what's announced behind the pargod like the Malchai Asharis. They're like human beings in that they eat and drink, procreate, and die. We also learned there are six characteristics said about human beings. Three are like the Malchai Asharis and three are like animals.
So the large-toed acrobat who did a demon stunt where he would fly like an angel while eating like a human had the scare of his life when the beams above the stage start talking about all his wrongdoings. Which reminds us, if the Yitzhah says to you, sin, and the Baruch will forgive you, do not believe him. Perhaps one will ask who will testify against me. If I sin in the privacy of my own house, the stones and beams of one's house will testify against him. The Chami say, a person's Hashem will testify against him. Rabbi Zerika said the two Malkia Shars who scored a person will, and others say the limbs of a person testify against them. So, the large-toed acrobat who did a demon stunt, where he would fly like an angel while eating like a human, had the scare of his life when the beams above the stage started talking about all his wrongdoings, including the time he took lightly the rabbinic prohibition against doing smicha, anyanta, which reminds us, Rav Shimbar Abba said in the name of Yochanan, Never let a rabbinic prohibition concerning Shabbos Yom to be light in your eyes, for smicha is only prohibited as a shfus, and yet the Gedoli Ador over five generations had a malchokas about it. Daf Yedzain. So the Sim Daf Yedzain is a used car, and we often use a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be on Daf Yedzain. The used car salesman who told the potential buyer his payment plan included seven days after Shavuos, which reminds us, Rabbi said in Roshia, from where is it derived that Shavuos has a Tashulim period for the Chagiga and Oz for seven days? For it's written the Pas regarding the mitzvah of appearing before a Baruch Hu three times a year, Bechaga Matzos, Bechaga Shavuos, Bechaga Sukos. The Torah makes a hackish comparing Shavuos to Pesach. Ma Pesach Yeshua Tashulim Koshiva, Af Chaga Shavuos Yeshua Tashulim Koshiva. Just as Pesach has Tashum for all seven days, so to Shavuos has Tashum for all seven days. So the used car salesman who told the potential buyer his payment plan included seven days after Shavuos and that he'd throw in a hotel voucher to sleep over in Yerushalayim, Motzi Yantav on Sukkot, which reminds us, after concluding that the Pesach that mentioned the three are gone to the midst of Re'iyah was a source for Hekish between Pesach and Shavuos, they were asked what halach is being learned out from the fact that Sukkot has mentioned the Pesach. It answers, Machagamatzos Taunulina Af Chagasukos Taunulina. Just as Chagamatzos requires staying overnight in Yushalayim following the first day of Yantiv, so too Sukkos requires staying overnight following the first day of Yantiv. So, the used car salesman who told the potential buyer his payment plan included seven days after Shavuos, and that he'd throw in a hotel voucher to sleep over in Yushalayim, Mosi Yantiv on Sukkos, proudly proclaim that there are many good years of use to reap from the car. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings another source for Tashumim for Shavuos. The Gathering of Rebbe Lezeb and Yaakov Tanabraisa, the Pasuk of the Parsha discussing Shavuos states, Karasim v'kutzerchem, that you shall make a holy proclamation when you reap. Ezu chag which is the chag that you make a proclamation and you reap, say this is the chag of Shavuos. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus... Three bonus questions from previous Masechtas. Number one. Which step you learn out that Sukkot requires Lina from a Hekish to Pesach? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good. Number two. Which step you learn that Shadim are like the Malchi Asharis in three ways? And like humans in three ways? That's on Duff. Tezain. Good. Number three. Which step you have the Mishnah which states that one washes his hands to purify them for Chulun, Meiser, and Truma? That's on Duff. Yudchas. Good. Number four. Which of the when the Akhar pulled out radishes on Shabbos to demonstrate that he was no longer Shomer Mitzvah? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good. Number five. Which stuff we have sources brought that is Asr to do Malacha on Cholomolid? That's on Duff. Yudchas. Good. Number six. Which stuff we learn the second source that Shavu says Tashlumim from the Pasuk that mentions Ukarasim Ubekutz Rechem? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good. Number seven. Which of them, according to some of the beams and stones of one's house, 
will testify against him. That's on Duff. Tezai. Good. Number eight. Which that they learned that the trees went on fire and started to sing when Rebbe Lezer ben Arach started to darsh in Meisim Rekava. That's on Duff. Yiddal. Good. Number nine. Which stuff that we learned that the person should never let a shvus, such as prohibiting smicha and yantav, to be light in their eyes. That's on Duff. Tezayin. Good. And number 10. Wish of the one that we washed our hands for chun when eating bread, but not for eating other foods. That's on Duff. Yudches. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff they learned about the tznias of Rachel when she gave over the simon in Talea? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel and Megillah. Good. Number two. Which stuff they learned that Mises Karis is between the ages of 50 and 60? That's on Duff. Good. Number three. Which stuff did we learn? Coach Baruch who wrapped himself in a talis like on Shiloh Tzibor and taught Moshe Rabbeinu the Yud Gimel Mido Shorachamim. That's on Duff. Yud Zayin and Rosh Hashanah. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nuzich. Wishing you a great day and great learning.